If a friend asks how you're doing and you say, I'm okay. When the truth is, I don't want my problems to burden anyone. Or you say, Hang it in there. Because if I ask for help, they'll just think I'm weak. Then this is your sign to call, text, or chat. 988 for free confidential support. Anytime. You don't have to hide how you feel. Life doesn't have a pause button. That's why Capella University's FlexPath learning format lets you set your own deadlines and adjust them if something comes up. Imagine how a flexible education can make a difference for you at capella.edu. Grammar Girl here. I'm Mignon Fogarty, and this week I have a quick and dirty tip about wrong versus wrongly. A piece by Bonnie Tranga Mills about subject verb agreement, and a tidbit about whether height is a word. And now for your quick and dirty tip Should you say you did something wrong or you did something wrongly? Wrongly is an adverb, and the word comes up a lot in news stories. People are wrongly arrested, wrongly jailed, wrongly convicted, and wrongly released. Some people believe that since we already have the adverb wrongly, it must be the only choice. But wrong can also be an adverb, and a noun, verb, and an adjective. Who knew there were so many ways to go wrong? Most often, wrong sounds right when it comes after a verb, as in things have gone wrong, you heard wrong, and you're doing it wrong. Wrongly tends to sound better when it comes before a verb, as in wrongly accused. And that was your quick and dirty tip. Wrong and wrongly are both acceptable adverbs. Now, let's learn how to boost your immunity to the illness that kills your credibility subject verb inflammatory disease. This piece is by Bonnie Tranga Mills. Good grammar instincts never die. Even when the grammarian is lying dazed on a hospital gurney. As I was being rolled over to the OR early in my copy editing career, a grammar error jumped out and got me. When I pointed a weak finger and gasped sharply, my husband must have thought I needed more morphine. A blue sign dared to warn. The use of cell phones and pagers are prohibited. Oh, thought my relieved hubby. Just a subject verb agreement problem. I don't have to look far to find agreement mistakes, even when I'm not in copy editor mode. I was on hold from my doctor's office the other day and winced when a sincere voice requested, Your patience and consideration is very much appreciated. I did not appreciate that at all, and my patience was as sore as my throat. I suppose I should go easy on these misinformed medical types. After all, they're interested in healthy organs, not healthy grammar. If you're a writer type, though, you don't want to come down with disagreementitis. This debilitating ailment afflicts even the best writer, so you're not immune. If you're in a hurry, you don't pay enough attention, and that's when disagreementitis strikes. It's a deadly disease because it kills your credibility and makes your readers feel ill. To avoid the threat of a malpractice suit, you need to start exploring the innards of your sentences, stat. Before you can do surgery on your writing, though, you need to brush up on your subject-verb anatomy. 
A singular subject agrees with a singular verb, and a plural subject agrees with a plural verb. A singular subject involves a single item or person, the rolling gurney or a surgical patient. A plural subject involves more than one item or person, some badly written hospital signs, or the shocked copy editors. Your subject-verb agreement is most likely fine when the subject is close to the verb, as it is here. The rolling gurney is about to crash into the unwary signwriter. The singular subject gurney pairs up with the singular verb is. I'm certain, though, that you sometimes commit a ghastly grammar goof when the subject is far from the verb. Be especially careful of compound subjects, which contain the word and. Amnesiac writers forget about the first part of their subject, so they use the wrong verb. This was certainly the problem with Doctor Goofus's phone system. The compound subject patience and consideration belongs with are, not is. Now that you're awake, we can examine another reason you might be giving your readers an ulcer. The problem we're dealing with here is stuff, and mind you, stuff is a real medical term. This sneaky stuff distracts you into using the wrong verb. The troublemakers that come between your subject and verb include prepositional phrases such as "in the operating room" and "that who or which clauses." Let's look back at our friend the hospital sign that read, "The use of cell phones and pagers are prohibited." The prepositional phrase of cell phones and pagers is in the way. The subject of that sentence is use, which is singular, so the verb should be is, and that's that. Have you been forgetting to get regular agreement checkups like our errant sign writers? I guess I'll forgive you if you promise to perform a mistakeectomy immediately. It's actually quite easy. Simply find your subject and circle just the word or words that form the subject, and ignore everything else. Then underline the verb and check if the subject and verb match. If they don't, berate yourself for a few minutes and then fix the problem. Take this sentence: Doctor Goofus, who needs a new phone message, and Nurse Nincompoop, his fiancee, are eloping tonight. The subject is what? Ah,、uh, yes. Circle both Doctor Goofus and Nurse Nincompoop, the plural subjects. Forget about the erroneous phone message and the lucky fiance. Next, underline are eloping. It's a match. Plural subject. Plural verb. The wedding can commence, and no one will have a heart attack. All these circles and underlines might seem tedious, but please mark up your pages until your subject-verb inflammatory disease is cured. Both you and your readers will feel much better if you examine your work thoroughly and get rid of careless errors. My surgeon certainly was thorough. He triple-checked that he didn't leave any surgical instruments in me. Thanks, Doc. Your patience and consideration are much appreciated. You probably don't have to check your work three times. Once should be sufficient. Twice, if you write hospital signs for a living. I hope you enjoyed that piece by Bonnie Tranga Mills, author of *The Curious Case of the Misplaced Modifier*. It originally appeared in Writer's Digest, and you can find more of Bonnie's work at sentencesleuth.blogspot.com.
Want to connect with a family member who doesn't speak your language? Then check out the language learning program Rosetta Stone on desktop or as an app. Rosetta Stone is designed to immerse you in the language you're learning through an intuitive process. Plus, the True Accent feature even gives you feedback on your pronunciation. And with a lifetime membership, you have access to all 25 offered languages. Get started today. Visit rosettastone.com backslash pod 50 to get 50% off your lifetime membership now. That's rosettastone.com backslash pod 50 for 50% off. You can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside, repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. With the Internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms, Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers. In fact, Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash podcast free. All lowercase, shopify.com slash podcast free, shopify.com slash podcast free. Finally, before we get to our tidbit, I want to ask for your help. Grammar Girl is nominated for Best Education Podcast in the Podcast Awards, and this is the last week you can vote. Winning would be such a huge honor, and it would help more people find out about the show. I need your vote. Please go to podcastawards.com and vote for Grammar Girl. You can vote once a day between now and March 24th. That's podcastawards.com, and I'll put a link in the show notes. I've been putting links to the transcripts of the podcast in the show notes anyway, so if you've never checked it out, if you're listening on your phone, you can usually get to the show notes by tapping the little I in the Apple Podcasting app. The links are visible in Stitcher, too, but unfortunately they aren't clickable. So if you're listening on Stitcher, you'll just have to remember podcastawards.com. Thank you. Now, on to the tidbit. Is height a word, and why do people say it? I collected every tweet between February 8th and March 17th that included the word height, H-E-I-G-H-T-H, and I noticed something funny. I collected a total of 254 tweets, but 137 of those tweets are from people complaining that height isn't a word or talking about how it's a usage problem. Yes, more people are complaining about other people using the word height than there were people actually using the word. It's not really a fair comparison because Twitter is just one community, of course. It doesn't represent all conversations in the world. And some of the complaining tweeters seem to be reacting to people in other spheres. For example, in some cases, it looked like someone said height on TV, and then people took to Twitter to complain about it. In other cases, people were annoyed by a teacher or boss who said height, and then they came to Twitter to complain. I understand why people would be confused. We talk about length and width, so why not height? I can't tell you why height doesn't follow the pattern. All I can tell you is that height is the correct word, H-E-I-G-H-T. 
I was surprised, though, to find that the Oxford English Dictionary does include height as a spelling in the height entry, and has multiple examples that use it from the late 1500s through the 1800s. Garner's Modern American Usage and the OED both note that height and height, H-E-I-G-H-T-H, and H-I-G-H-T-H, with and without an E, were part of a common dialect spoken in Southern England during those centuries. So it explains the presence of the alternate spellings in the example sentences. It sounds as if Northerners always used height, and eventually height became the standard spelling and pronunciation. Garner says height has reached stage two of language change, which he equates with the mannerly equivalent of making an audible belch. And I definitely can't recommend doing that in public. I'm Mignon Fogarty, better known as Grammar Girl. That's all. Thanks for listening. The Angie's List You Know and Trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. With the Internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms, Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers. In fact, Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash podcast free. All lowercase, shopify.com slash podcast free, shopify.com slash podcast free.